five, four, three, two, one. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR recap. Federated Auto Parts 400 Richmond Raceway was a banger. We've awakened Kevin Harvick. Uh, kind of a terrifying thing to say. Uh, I think the uh, I saw something where possibly put a little too much power in the Harvick Talismans from Michigan. And no uh, shit. Yeah, might have been a uh, might have been a mistake. Maybe should have bet Harvick two weeks in a row. And Dale, Dale's here. He he understands as well. I don't know if you saw that tweet yesterday, but it was pretty magnificent. But welcome to the show. I didn't. I did not. But I'm very familiar with the Harvick Talisman ritual curse that you've placed upon us. Luckily, Watkins Glen is not the best Kevin Harvick track. These last two have been great Kevin Harvick tracks. So I think I think the streak, I think the back to back doesn't go back to back again. I think the streak ends this upcoming weekend. But no it three was. Feet. No three Pete. There's no way there. This it, he just Sonoma has been a great road course for Kevin Harvick, but everywhere else has just been very, very mediocre. Even though I think he did run top ten here last year, but mm-hmm. not winning speed. But with that all being said, upset about how the bets went. Martin Truex Jr. straight to jail, prison. <laughs> yes, you can't. There's not much else I can say. Like I was trying to think of the worst possible thing i could i could lay on truex for guantanamo guantanamo bay prison nothing is good enough but prison is the best answer at this point life in prison straight to jail i'm glad that i already sentenced him after sonoma so i'm glad you've now figured out that in your reality he deserves to be in jail too it's just unbelievable it's just fucking pathetic no one likes to lose as much as Martin Truex Jr. Regardless of bets, it was a great race, though. I enjoyed it. So yeah. I have to throw that out there. It's like hashtag greatest sport in the universe. I enjoyed it. Hey, hey, lots to talk about uh, as far as the money goes. Yeah, the bet sucked. I had an entire card that got wiped, all because Chris Bell came out of nowhere and finished ahead of Chase Elliott. It was a close call. Uh, Richmond, uh, you know, it, it's weird. I should have remembered that in like the last 70 laps, the entire top 10 will change. Um, you, you can forget about that from time to time, uh, just because that's when strategy really kicks into, into over, you know, overhaul. We did see Joey Logano have a rocket ship. That was a prediction that was true. However, just could not get the landing right. Uh, he and Paul Wolf are still trying to figure that one out. That was a fun bet. And I'm glad, even though we lost money on it, that everybody participated. We tried hard, and uh, he had everything he needed. He had the card, just the strategy didn't play out because Rodney Childers is back talking to God. And ever since I unleashed the uh, the curse, because in 2021, you remember, me and Chef Boy had a show during the clash. It was right when you came on board with Garage Guys. And I said, you know, I don't think Kevin Harvick will win a race at all in 2021. And, and Drew was like, yeah, okay, yeah, right. And he didn't. And now that I've mentioned this, it's happened. So I really, I do believe, and you can call me big headed, you can call me whatever you want. I firmly believe that I hold the power to unleashing Kevin Harvick at any given time. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Can you do, can you like reverse it? Can you have, can you make something up to reverse the Harvick thing? Because he had no business winning at Michigan. So it scares me because (laughs) the way strategy could work out, you just never know, especially at a road course. You just never know. So can we – like Richmond, absolutely. He earned that one. 
they, him and Rodney Childers adjusted to the racetrack. When the conditions changed, they had excellent long run speed. They earned that one. But when it you really, see him win in Michigan, I could see him winning at Watkins Glen, maybe due to some kind of strategy call. So, and momentum yeah. being a factor too. So I need you to curse him in the opposite direction if you have something. Yeah, the the main thing that you have to remember is that a talisman and, and these big these big spells they, they require lots of people. So I know there's a lot of Kevin Harvick fans, at least two that come to mind from the Discord. Probably, but you did it by Dakota. yourself to, to bless him. Well, so, but like, no, everybody, I, I cursed him by myself, and like, and, and this is how it works. It's weird. Like you just say something, and then you put it in the back of your mind, and you don't think about it anymore. Because if you think about it, then it, then like it all goes to shit. All right. Well, but Kevin like, Harvick's not winning again this weekend. All right. See, you. I mean, everybody has. I, I firmly believe no one is special in this world. Everyone has the same powers to do everything. So, yeah, I mean, you just have to you have to understand how it works. But Vince Brent from the Discord and Dakota probably have like Helga Hey Arnold shrines in their closet to Kevin Harvick now because we've unleashed this beast. And, you know, it's going to be tough. It's good. We, we have to get those d- demolished. There's like they're yeah. like the two biggest Kevin Harvick fans. In That's the, the thing, man. They beat off to Kevin Harvick, dude. And I, I love both those guys. And they too. are huge Kevin Harvick guys. And they have probably I, – I know Brent has made some coin off of Kevin Harvick the last couple of mm. weeks. Um, How about the plus 13,000 uh, 13, uh, odd mess up. up by FanDuel? Dude, that is next level bad. And, and it sucks. Like, being in Mississippi, you have to pick and choose your times, which is a lot to be able to go make your sports bets yeah. at the casino or in my How case, did I, I, could, not know I could drive that. to Louisiana. It, it, I, I can't remember what time of day it happened, but I know I was sitting at my house when it happened. I was like, well, there's no way I can bet that right now. So, I mean, I wasn't on Harvick anyway, so I was like, yeah, whatever. And then he ends up – those situations, when they happen, I feel like the guy never actually wins, and then this, the book has to pay it. But in this case, it, it, it fucking happened. And I wonder what the, wonder what the long-term effects of a Fandle, uh, of their sports book, are going to come from this, like – I wonder if they're going to stop putting odds up during, or leaving them up during practice of qualifying. I wonder if uh, half their employees were just fired, if there's actually people that are operating those lines, you know. But it's no, gotta be I, I saw it. It could, yeah, I mean, it could be. But uh, at the end of the day, I saw when it was happening in the Discord. That's how I saw it. People in Discord were talking about it. I know there's a big deal about Rotodoc on Twitter, which, by the way, if you were bitching about uh, how he counts it, you're just kind of a pussy because he gave you a winner on Wednesday. He literally he, opened the door for you to make money. So he so had like, this. Yeah. He, so there was Shout a big out thing to on him. Twitter. Big thing on Twitter. People are mad that he was like counting and touting about that 130 to one pick plus the 20 to one he gave on Wednesday. Like people are tweeting under him mad about it. And I just don't think you can be, you can do that. You just cannot do that if, Somebody went out of their way to give you a long shot winner on like fucking Wednesday and gave you multiple media outlets, uh, like gave out that advice through multiple media outlets. You know what I mean? So he gave he already gave a long shot. Like 20 to one is a long shot. It's like we're forgetting about this because of this FanDuel mess up. But 20 to one is an excellent long shot that you don't get very often in any professional sport betting atmosphere. And he gave that he gave that Kevin Harvick play on Wednesday. He put it on Action Network. He gave another Kevin Harvick advice for a top five. And he can count however the fuck he wants, in, in my opinion, because he went out of his way to help you make money. And these people are still mad, like barking, because he touted about his 130 to one. 
That's yeah, another skill. He was watching the sports book. He did I don't it. get that. I don't get that at all. And so I agree because it's not anybody's place to say how you can brag about your shit. Like, just unfollow him if you don't. Especially, especially if he is literally giving beneficial advice to you. Yeah. And he's opening the door for you to bet and, and make money. And that's what he did this week. And yeah. people are still mad. So, like, that's what I said. I said, I, if it were me and got both of those. I'd have the feet propped up on the desk, smoking a cigar all week, just fucking pointing and laughing at all the people who comment that kind of stuff. That's it. You got to keep the George Carlin mentality with it. You got to live in your own world with this shit. Like if I'm out here giving out picks and stuff and one of them hits and you don't take it, boo hoo for you. That's on you. Like, you know, we do everything we can. We work hard and we got lives to live just like everybody else. So that's the most important thing to remember in this is like when we have apps like Action Network and we have places like Twitter and Instagram and we have articles that are being written, which, by the way, I didn't write an article. I'm changing up things of how I write. Uh, moving forward on the website, kind of going back into the DFS realm with DraftKings. And I'm excited. I want to talk about that, too, because first day back on a full DFS grind, placed top 25 in the Chrome Horn. I was very proud of myself. Uh, don't really care if anyone else was proud. I was proud. And uh, also got a uh, – I took down a, a dime time. That's right. Ten cent lineup turned it into thirteen dollars, boy. That's a big return. Hey, I gotta tell you, I uh, that is a huge return, actually. Yeah. But um, truck, I actually played DFS on Cup too and profited, which I I never played DraftKings anymore, like ever. But were you in the trucks, space? You got to come trucks. to the space in the morning. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I, well, I don't know what I was. Oh, my 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 dad came down. My dad and my little brother came down and hung out with me, so yeah, I was, I was that's busy. That's right. You had yeah, um, you had good, you had other stuff going on. Shout out. But to here's the thing. Are. We'll talk about trucks. Those. Truck was a bit on the betting side was a huge night. Chandler yeah. Smith was the truth. And I'm, I'm happy we had that because I I also got murdered on cut betting with uh, just Joseph L falling apart. And uh, at least he beat Ryan Blaney. That was one thing I got and was high on. But everything else kind of fell apart late. However, on the truck side, I played DFS and I told the group chat, I told the Discord, like, hey, I'm, I'm playing five lineups tonight in the 20K uh, tournament. Winner gets 20 grand. I was like, I just feel good about it. I have a good feeling. And one of my lineups came in 11th place, about 14 points away from that 20 grand. So I was like, I was happy. I think it, I turned 50 bucks into about 260 or something because mm. uh, I had like three good lineups that were, that were close. So that's worth noting that that we came back pretty good on the DF, DFS thing. But I have to say I'm upset with Carson Hosevar because in that lineup I had that lights, Nick Lights, I think is his name. And I don't know if you watch a shark race or not, but anybody that did, Didn't Lights got wrecked with like five to go by Hosevar, like blatantly wrecked. And I was like, dude, and I don't think I would have won the 20 grand, but – I lost like six, seven combined total points from him getting wrecked right, right there. So the it upset me a little terrible, bit. Terrible, dude. I went through yeah, that. I, I, I would have had more than a two thousand dollar day playing like right under two hundred dollars if Chris Busher could have held off Chris Bell. That one swing put me from like the two thousand dollar area to like like right at the $900, like eight to $900. Mm. So that one mm. pass, that's, that's the thing about DFS. That's the beauty. And like, and, and I got to remind myself of like why I play 
And it's because of the skill, because everybody in that thing is playing using computer systems. And when I get to hand build something that just shows that I'm fucking good at what I do. And so that's that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. You know, Chris Buescher has got to be the story of this race. Um, I know Harvard goes back to back and that's a big deal. But like and 60th win ties Kyle Busch on for 10th, I believe, on the all time wins list or ninth. I think they're ninth, both ninth, ninth or tenth or whatever. But Chris Busher, I mean, this performance came out of nowhere. I, I, I know uh, Brad Kay was pretty good here in the spring. Had some speed early in this race and kind of fell off. He was running top ten a lot, finished fifteenth. But my God, Chris Busher, I mean, it's it's crazy what has happened at this racetrack. Like, and it's it's awesome at the same time. Yeah. First of all, the same exact strategy would have won this race if Denny Hamlin doesn't get a terrible last pit stop. Denny Hamlin had a two-second edge on Christopher Bell before they pitted and, and did the same thing they did in the spring, and he had a 13-second pit stop while Christopher Bell had, like, a 10-second pit stop. Christopher Bell loses by a car length. So you're telling – like, there's no question in my mind Denny Hamlin, if he had had a normal pit stop at the end, would have won this race. Because he was two seconds ahead of C. Bell when they pitted, which means he probably would have blown Harvick away, which yeah. could have, should have, would. I'm not a, a should have, a, would have, could have, should have guy. But at the end of the day, it's, it just blows my mind that these same fucking strategies from the spring would have, uh, might have won this race. It's just insane. I, I can't believe what it's turned into. And and the, the the really cool thing I like about this is the comers and goers that we used to see back in the day before we got into the era package of 2019. You got guys that are good early and then they don't keep up with the track and they fall off. You got guys that aren't good early. They adjust, they work on the car, work on the car and get better and better, anticipate the temperature changes, anticipate how the track changes. And then they're a rocket ship at the end. And you had multiple guys that were like that this past weekend. Unfortunately, on the betting side, we were on the wrong end of that. I also had Ross Chastain, who dominated stage one, just completely fell off a cliff. A lot of guys had Kyle Larson, who was really good early, fell off a cliff, finished that 14. Hurt. So, uh, yeah, you were on Larson. So, I mean, I I, I, I reason with you because I was on Chastain, who led 80 laps. Dude, so. I was on Larson in so many areas. Like, I had – so, obviously, we had the Barstool Racing Space, which, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on Twitter, I strongly advise you on Sundays before the race, you're not missing much on a pre-race show on TV. So, get over to Twitter. Make sure you're following Rub in this race, and you'll hear me, Dale, and Spider – talking about some of our favorite bets before the race, and that'll be on that racing space. Don't miss out on those. They're kind of uh, – I'm not sure how this weekend will go um, in terms of, of us doing a space for Watkins Glen, but just in case, make sure that you're following, you're subscribed, so that way you can see when those are popping up because we usually are doing one every week now, but we will be in St. Louis this weekend – for the Bomberito 500, which most of you have probably already now saw a post that we put up uh, with Worldwide Technology Raceway. Please go check out that link. I'm going to add that link into the description of this podcast. So go check it out. Click it. If you can guess who will win the poll for the IndyCar Bomberito 500, you'll be entered for a chance to win two tickets and two pit passes along with Worldwide Technology Raceway gear, and you'll be able to come and hang out with us. So it's going to be really exciting. We want to try to see how many people we can get to guess this correctly because IndyCar really doesn't have much about that. 
But uh, but I'll, I'll go back into to the NASCAR side with Kyle Larson. Just wanted to let you guys know that. With uh, with Kyle, I had to bet, and then I had him in a lot of DFS lines. So there was a moment where I was in first place, winning over ten grand, and that's the struggle of watching your DFS lineups during a race. It's like I can't help myself; I have to do it. And so I'm just looking, and I'm like, man, if Kyle just stays in like the top three, like I'm gonna win a fuck ton of money today. And then the he got tapped, I believe, by Denny. And then once that happened, it threw the car all out of balance, and he just could not make up ground. And so that was a uh, that was a tough one. And that's just some of the uh, the things that happen when you're playing NASCAR DFS, and and especially sucks for Kyle Larson because he was looking like he was at least a, a I would say a fourth fourth or better place car for that race. Yeah, and I can I can reason with that. You know, that was just really tough. Kyle Larson and Ross Chastain both uh showed displayed that they had top five race cars early in that race but it's a beautiful thing what we're seeing in nascar gen 7 competition is the fact that we have all these comers and goers it reminds me so much of pre-2019 when we got the that shit arrow package uh and especially like early teens and even in the 2000s you had guys that would stay up front most of the race and when the track changed the temperatures changed the crew chiefs that adjusted the best and anticipated the best, their cars and their drivers would, would slowly but surely come to the front. And Rodney Childers and Kevin Harvick did a magnificent job of that. Chris Busher and uh, Dave, I think it's Dave Rogers as his crew chief. I Possibly. could be wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll check on that again. But get Jamie, uh, we'll get Joe Rogan's producer to look that up for us. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, that check that out. I think it's I think it's Dave Rogers. Um, Anyway, but but Roush with that team did an excellent job. Nobody saw that coming. And like I said earlier, it's kind of the story of the race. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Scott Graves. Scott Graves. I don't know why I get that mixed up. Dave Rogers is still a Toyota. But Thank you, Jamie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate <laughs> you, Jamie. <laughs> but, um, no, like Chris Busher just came out of nowhere there at the end and was running 10th to 15th that whole race. But uh, even Harvick started that race out back in, like, outside the top 20. You know, so yeah, just, let's talk so, about that. Steady wins the race, and, and these guys just adjusted per just magnificently to uh, to the temperature, the conditions, and just got their got their race cars and their drivers up front. So, so we had cool. a total. We had a total of one, two, three, four guys that finished in the top ten that started uh, behind. P20. Uh, that would be Chris Bell, who started in P21, finished second. Chase Elliott started P23, finished fifth. Then we had Eric Amarola. Uh, P32 was his start. He finished eighth. And then Kyle Busch in 29th, finished ninth. Um, Eric Amarola is obviously the, the big heavy hitter of this one. And we had all the data to show that uh on lap averages before this race and people i think there were a lot of people that still refrained from it i actually put a little small bet uh outright to win for eric amarola whenever i looked at his lap averages and saw how fast his car was and pretty much played him in a hundred percent of dfs lineups so that uh that right there I, I feel like was the ultimate like just here is this data use it how you will and the majority of people probably still ignored it well, it, it's it's so weird because it's kind of hit or miss, right? Like, I don't know. I guess it was – there's a lot of ways it was accurate uh, with Ross Chastain being first in five, ten-lap averages, and then uh, a crazy fall-off 
even I don't I still don't know if that's accurate in practice, but it definitely was demonstrated in the race. His car would fall off in the long run. Kevin Harvick's car didn't show much in practice, long run speed. Uh, and he obviously was the guy to beat, you know, uh, in the second half of that race or in the final quarter of that race, at least. But it's just so tough. It's so tough to know what to look at. I wouldn't even say Joey Logano's averages looked like he was going to just go out there and dominate. Well, he looked good in uh, practice, but it was qualifying where he fucked up. And that was whenever well, yeah, he, a lot of these guys did. I mean, he thought like, he was running one lap and you could tell he was getting ready to come in. And they, and like Paul Wolf or whoever was on the radio with him was like, no, 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 run another, run another. And he had already lost some momentum because he let out of the gas. So, I mean, I, I remember watching that because I was watching qualifying. Uh, well, yeah. And Eric Almarola, you mentioned Eric Almarola. He, he messed up his qualifying lap. Kyle Bush only ran one lap and Chase Elliott uh, was in that early draw with Kyle Bush and, Qualifying was crazy because if you went out early, you were just fucked because the track got faster and faster car by car. So if you went out early in group A, like you were just like, you know, with all due respect, Cody Ware out qualified Kyle Bush because Kyle only ran one lap and they thought it was going to be good. And it was far from good because the track continued to change and other cars got faster. So qualifying was crazy, unpredictable. And God, man, qualifying bets have just been so bad. I, 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 I cannot help myself. I, I continue to bet on him. I give picks. I just bet I, on I Ty Gibbs. I was just like, fuck it. It's plus 3,000 or better. Then I'll, I'll throw some money on that. And that's it. I, I just, it's, I studied really, really, really hard for this weekend and it paid off in trucks, but Cup, uh, it, it just, qualifying is just such a shit show. And this week, this past weekend proved why it was maybe more tame qualifying for Watkins Glen uh, this weekend, but. Dude, that was a ridiculous session based off of the way the track was changing. It just it, it definitely threw everybody through a loop. I'm very excited to see how things are going to shake out for Watkins Glen. It's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, we both know track house. Uh, both track house drivers will probably be up there high up. I mean, I think that at this point, we just have to look at who has been good on road courses. We have to look at, at that data because that seems to be the one type of race where we see continued trends. And I think that if that is the case, you're going to see Daniel Suarez, Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick, the only road course winners this year, they should be all valued very high, which is good for anyone that wants to bet on Kevin Harvick going into this weekend. I haven't even looked at odds yet. It's been a very busy week. Um, And then as soon as DFS lines come out, I'm going to be checking out those salaries, try to put together something for the folks again this week. It might have to be a little bit earlier than Sunday since we're going to be wrapped up in St. Louis, but I definitely want to do that. You know, you got, you got Dale center rocking and rolling for the bet thinking mm-hmm. about trying to find a way to come back for the fam with the DFS and kind of bring it back to the roots a little bit. And now, especially after this past weekend, feeling as good as I do, um, I feel like whenever you put something away for a little while and you can pick it up, it's a, it's a good feeling. So we'll try to get something together uh, going for this weekend for that, because I think that a lot of us are already talking about Chris Busher uh, for Watkins Glen and, and how we need to make talismans. So I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll do it, you know. For I think for any given week, you just just pick a driver. We'll just we'll all come together, and we'll just we'll just run shop on it. We'll see. We'll you test wanna, the theory. Do you want to do it? You want to do the Chris Busher? Oh Dallas yeah, that's happening. I, I we talked about it yesterday. Him. We talked about it yesterday. I was just like, we all need to get together and figure out 
what we want to put put the talisman for. Do we want to do the top 10? Do we want to do the top five, the top three, or the win? And as long as we have enough people that come together for it, we, we can make it happen. Because I feel like he he's right there. We saw what he did in Sonoma. I feel like Watkins Glen is a, a place you can sort of compare to Sonoma, maybe in a way. It's definitely one of the more challenging road courses out there. Um, well, Watkins Glen Watkins Glen is much more high speed. I would um, – Winston Sonoma's Glen. not the best comparison. Uh, what well, road course on the schedule would be a good comparison? Stop. Circuit of the Americas is, I don't know. Watkins Glen is so, is, is, is one, is one of its own, really. Unique. It's very, it's real tight, real high speed on almost every corner. You only have a couple low speed or two to three low speed breaking, low speed, high breaking zones, I would say. So it's, um, I don't know. Watkins Glen is kind of one of its own, but yeah, you, you're right. I think you still have to use road course data from 2022. Don't forget about Chase Elliott, who's been knocking on the door uh, behind Tyler Reddick. And uh, I mean, bait look, he finished second to him at road America was running top five right behind him at the Indy road course and got dumped, got spun out from behind. So Chase Elliott's opened as the favorite at five to one from what I've seen on most books. And then, then you got Reddick, then you got uh, Chastain and Suarez up there. Chris Buescher opened at t- around 25 to 1 to 30 to 1. A couple books have moved him down to 22 to 1 due to everybody hammering him, I guess. But mm-hmm. I'm looking right now. I want to see if there's a book that still has him. At, I, I, uh, I'm going to try to make time to go hit him at 25 to 1. I yeah, DraftKings. DraftKings still has 25 to one. I'm looking so at So is right this now. what I think this is what we need to do? Obviously, we're going to revisit the Discord uh, when I get some time later. And then I want I, I feel like the way that we really make this work is that everyone that's listening to this that finds some random object. I mean, it could literally be a paperweight, a lighter, just like write Chris Busher's name on it and the, and what he's and how where he's going to finish. Or what what bet he's going to finish inside? That's all you have to do, and then then you, now you have this object. We're just teaching witchcraft on this podcast now. What do you light it on fire? Is that what Mm-mm. you're saying? No, no, you don't light it on fire. It's just literally like you could pick up a rock from outside, and you just give the rock the intention. You give the object an intention. We're teaching witchcraft now, so you just all you have to do is just make an intention, and uh, and the intention goes on the object, and then you just don't think about it anymore, and you know it's going to happen, and it does. That's probably how I've won a lot of my bets in life. I don't do conventional shit. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm just glad to see that we, we've opened this book now. It's great. It's fun. It's yeah, I'll, I'll, whatever you have to do to, to help out with that, I'm, I'm all for it. Because all right. I, I do think Chris Busher can, can get it done this weekend. I, I'm a believer in momentum. And when you look at all the road courses, Chris Busher has been really, really fast. So I think it would know, shake the fabric of Chris's being if he knew that this was happening. He'd be like, well, oh, I'm a also... good Christian Carhartt wearing man. Don't play with <laughs> yeah. me. He's a <laughs> Texas boy. He's a Texas boy. It would also shake the fabric of Ryan Blaney uh, and Martin Truex, who would be out of the playoffs if Chris Busher did this. And then we got Very one true. race left to decide it at Daytona. So it's going to be a wild next two weeks. Um, I think Chris Busher might be my only pre-qualifying bet this weekend. I really right. do. Because I have just – and that's what makes Dale Center tough. It's like I want people to be confident about the bets, you know. But, like, I, I've, I've, I'm just in a fucking 
I don't even. It's just a slump. It's just a cup. Just slump. bring me on for for three minutes to do some sorcery, and then we'll be good. I'll just I'll yeah. be your sorcerer for three minutes, and then I'm out. We gotta try something superstitious because even when I feel like I nail all the statistics, I nail the data, uh, which I, I I mean this weekend I really did because should have had Harvick, should have looked at the spring and be like, oh, let's bet on Kevin Harvick. But I looked at the trends. I was like, there's just no way he's gonna go back to back. The field's too competitive. It's too. I was difficult. with you. I was with and, you. Yeah. I did not think. I thought that that was just a a one time thing we'd see based on everything the, else. And I said in the Barcel space, like I'm a trend whore and typically that works. Being a trend whore works because trends are, they're there. They, they have like repeated outcomes for a reason. Like, like, I don't know. I probably didn't. Until the game changes. Trends are trends. Trends are trends. And we'll like, see how they stick. I think the game's changed though. I think that we, we, we gotta, we gotta change with the times. That's, that's the one thing that kills people in life is if you don't change with the way things are rolling, you're you're gonna die. It's it's that simple. It's, you know, you gotta you yeah, gotta get I mean, it or die. You're 30. You're you're like getting you're almost boomer level, dude. I like, have I have wise I have some wisdom in me now. Yeah, I'm pretty old. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen yeah, some I'm, things yeah. in my life. I'm with you. I, I gotta change too because this shit ain't working for me. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is not working. But uh, everybody that did have Kevin Harvick, good call. Congratulations. Proud of you guys. Uh, and for all the big winners of the Discord who caught that FanDuel line at either plus, you know, 13,000 or 11,000. It's just fucking awesome. But no, I, I, I was fucking pissed. As soon as Harvick passed Lagana with about 80 to go, I was like, yeah, Joey's, he's not going to get this back. There's just no way. He's, he's falling off. And um, I was pissed at that moment. But at the end of the day, I was like, that was a good race, man. That was a good race that so played good. out. And, you know, I hate the I, people uh, that hate on Richmond because it's well, such a good race. I really have no desire to go there, I will say, because it is kind of boring. But It's a TV race. It is. It's, yeah, uh, perfectly said. I think it is a TV race. And the way the strategy works out, like, I feel like it would be easy in the stands for the for the casual person to lose sight of of how everything is developing if you if you don't have an ear uh, listening to a broadcast or a scanner it'd be yeah. easy to lose sight of like how everything's cycling out and watching on tv i mean i just know immediately okay here's the guys christopher Hill, denny hamlin and martin truex are on this strategy they're going to have fresher tires at the end uh, and and watching the intervals watching the intervals decrease or increase i just i love that because it just gives you a full idea of how it's all going to unravel, you know, and adds, and I think it helps add that additional drama to it and watching Seabell run him down at the end, which on the other side, it would be kind of cool at the racetrack. If you're like, Oh dude, Harvick's got this one. There's just nothing going on. And then you just see Christopher Bell come out of fucking nowhere. And you're like, Whoa, what just happened? Holy shit. Like, yeah, that's the call excitement. By surprise. So, you know, that's the know. excitement was, of Richmond. That was back in. That. Yeah, absolutely. That was back when earlier in the season, when you and I were at Richmond and we walked outside and we thought we had, we thought Martin had it in the bag. We both had money on Martin. We were good to go. Well, here's the thing I have to say, I was aware of what was happening because we were in that. We were uh, watching it on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching and I was, I like, walked out. I did not like, I knew what Denny, like going back to spring, I knew what Denny was doing. I knew what Kevin Hart, I knew what their strategy was, but when you looked at what 40 laps ago, they had just unlapped themselves. I was like, I, I see what they're doing, but I, there's just no way they're going to catch these guys. 
And they, I was very wrong. And, and yeah. I think me and you both had Kevin Harvick to win that race, and he finished yeah. second, which sucked. Harvick was the action video. That's when the action videos were still very cursed. Um, oh, man, yeah. Harvick was my action video. And you know what's funny is, like, I Gotta thought about guys. it. Yeah, when, when I saw on TV that he was running the Mobile One Pegasus again, I was just sitting there just like, I'm fucked. Like, fuck. He was right there with Joey. Plus 2,000. I was just like, fuck. Because when I see that Pegasus on a car, I just I can't help myself, dude. Like, I'm just I really like, did, I didn't think it. I really didn't think it. I feel I mean, his more of his success has been with the Bush paint schemes. If you look at the past three or four years. Yeah, true. Like he's had way more success with the Bush. I don't even know the last time he won with mobile one. I'd have to check on that or somebody. Somebody let me know in the discord or, or tweet I don't me care but, who has it is if the Pegasus is on a car, I want to bet on it. And I just didn't. I, I did not. I just didn't feel Kevin. I really didn't feel it. And look, it's just that's how betting goes sometimes. But hey, look, if if, if you're a truck guy, you follow my truck picks. We had a fucking massive day on trucks. So <laughs> good, good, good Saturday. We'll we'll distract from the Harvard thing and, yeah. and go back to Chandler Smith, truck guy, the second talked about him all week. Got it done. Love that. Same uh, for DFS. Same for DFS. everybody play DFS. You, you, also you had an OK day. I've, I've been preaching it. Everybody wins after they have a kid. Everybody fucking wins after they have a kid. And Chandler Smith, congrats on the baby. Chandler Smith Jr., very proud baby for his dad that just won. So I knew it was going to happen. And, look, Sheldon Creed had a baby not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to win one of these next two races. That was Sheldon my Creed, next question. <laughs> Sheldon Creed's going to win Daytona. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, Sheldon Creed winning Daytona. All right, it's book. It. Write it down. Write it down. Sheldon it's Creed smart. is. And then win what was our Daytona? Two fifty. Our Daytona, the triple B, the triple B's for Daytona. Byron, yeah, Byron, Blaney, Bubba. Bubba. Blaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love those three guys. And then, oh no, 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 no. Wait, it's going to be quadruple because I like all three of them. BJ McLeod, Brad. Brad. Oh, okay. You you said BJ over Brad? Are you mm-hmm. fucking BJ serious? McLeod? His name's Brad K. Uh, BJ McLeod is a sports god, but he I'm not really high on him being a legitimate competitor to top win. 10, top 10 for BJ. There you go. Yeah, we can go top. We can go. What was that? Is that Hexabees? Hexabees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Brad K, Brad K, Byron, Blaney, Bubba, take the bees for Daytona Cup. Busher. Don't forget. So now we have oh, to go. No, we're no, no. Sex bublets. That's what we'll call it. Sex bublets. No, we can't do Busher for oh. Daytona. Busher's got one shot. And it's it's Watkins Glen. All right, Watkins Glen for cool. What what a victory that would be! It's like you come up one of the most legendary road courses of all time. Chris Busher makes it happen. Yeah, Watkins, dude. I am really excited about this race. Watkins Glen has put on just awesome shows over the past decade. Hell of a show. So it's 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 definitely my favorite road course on the schedule by far. Even with all these new ones we've added that have been complete chaos shit shows. Watkins Glen still has always been my favorite. I hate we didn't get to go there for 2020, but you know we saw we saw a decent race here last year. Decent, That's right. eh, not the best in 2019, I would say, but 2021 was pretty good. And I expect this one with this new car, all these competitors that have been really fast on the road courses, Trackhouse, Hendrick, RCR, even throwing Austin Cindric, throwing Chris Busher. It's it's going to be a really fun one. So I'm excited. 
Let's do it. All right. Well, that is the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out the contest we're running for IndyCar this weekend. Uh, Space Bets will return from the International Chase Station. Get ready for those. And uh, go click that link on the post from Worldwide Technology Raceway and Garage Guys on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And pick who's going to win the poll. You'll be entered for a chance to win tickets and come hang. And uh, it would be a great time. Bomberito. 500 i cannot wait to watch explosions and space rocket cars uh it's going to be a wonderful wonderful weekend in in the stl wish nelly was going to be there but it's all right um and then aside from that remember chris busher talismans meet us in the discord it's free we'll talk about uh where we're going to 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 create those for for what position or for how we're going to do it going to be fun um, but yeah, enjoyed the Federated Auto Parts 400, enjoyed the DFS grind, and uh, bets will return for this weekend. This oh, week. gar- no, no garage guy this week. We we uh we got a lot of things going on. Really tight window to film this podcast. So garage guy will be back next week. Me and Chase will be together when we film. So a uh, lot of shit popping right now. Yeah. Are you 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 got do you have strep throat right now? Is that is that is that a do thing? Do not have strep throat now. Child did got got the penicillin shot. Okay. Was, was yeah. a very proud dad. He took that shot like a champion and uh, we'll be returning to school soon. So we are good. Strep throat is more of like a child's sickness, um, but definitely the, the vibe at the house. You can you know, you get caught up around a, a, your, when your child is sick. It's definitely a, a tough time. So you have to be able to make accommodations and it can drain you. So, but we're good. We've been, uh, we've been, you know, doing all of our, uh, our, our good, good stuff Been drinking the, the tea still on my tea game, uh, hung the Red Bulls up and, uh, and been, been eating a lot of Melaleuca honey. So shout out to that. There you go. There you go. It's well, good. very holistic. We're, uh, we're going to bring that, that ritual crazy kind of shit energy into Watkins Glen this weekend. It's called the garage guy energy. That's what energy. it is. And we're doing it. All right, that's a show. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, Garage fam. We'll win money this weekend. Guaranteed. Come see us in St. Louis. It's going to be fun. IndyCar, boom, boom. Nelly. <laughs>